The Detroit Tigers sweep the Cleveland Guardians today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, July 7th, 2022. That's the year. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. A sweep. How sweep it is. The Tigers four-game sweep the Cleveland Guardians. And... To be honest with you, it wasn't like a very competitive series. We kind of obliterated them, uh, especially the back half of the four-game set. Uh, had the doubleheader, obviously, on Monday. Took both games in that one. Pretty hard-fought games, I would say. I mean, especially relatively speaking. But, uh, you know, in the second game of the doubleheader, uh, came back right they they were up 3 to 1 at one point came back made it 3-3 three, three, and then added on later to make it 5-3 and get the win uh and then in the first game of that doubleheader got off to a a lead and and just held it so uh you know really really impressive series and this team is ridiculous we've now won Four games in a row and five of our last six. Uh, I believe that puts us two games over 500 since Riley Green got called up. Um, and there was another one I wanted to throw in there that I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, just a, a... <laughs> hey, let's go drop two of three from Kansas City and probably deserve to be swept and look pretty uncompetitive. Uh, for for a majority of the innings in, in that in that weekend set, and then turn around and beat the team that is within games of first place of our division, and uh, and and several games over five hundred, and we'll just come in and sweep them, a team that's right in the playoff hunt and in the playoff mix for for a wild card or for uh, the, the division lead at least before this series. Let's do that. That makes sense. Let's score eight runs. In a game in which Shane Bieber starts. Let's do that. That sounds super cool. Like, it just... And, like, Bieber didn't look, like, terrible. and and But this team just doesn't make sense. Which is, which is great. And that's, and that's why they're the Detroit Tigers. And that's why we love them still. And that's why they, they are going to give us false hope. And, and that's awesome. I actually don't think that this is like an injection of false hope. I don't think that the fan base is like, oh, like, look out. We just, we just swept Cleveland. Like, watch out. I mean, this is still a team that's 13 games under the 500 mark. Uh, and puts them, I believe, 10 out of the wild card and 11 out of the division. Um, I, I think 
You're going to have to win a lot of games here uh, getting leading up to the All-Star break to get the fan base completely just like back on board with like the season is on again. Um, and I don't think you're even really relatively close to that. But that that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this game today, and it went really, really well. And that's awesome. Eight to two. Last two games of a four-game series, uh, just absolute – I mean, blowouts. You won by six in this one. You won by seven the game before and and had them with a backup catcher on the mound by the seventh inning in, in, uh, in whatever, Tuesday's game. Very, very impressive. Shane Beaver. Bieber. I think I just said Beaver. Shane Bieber starts this one. Five and two-thirds, seven hits, five earned runs, three walks, and six strikeouts. Definitely not uh, peak Shane Bieber. What a weird career Shane Bieber has had. What a just interesting, interesting is a stupid word, a a really fascinating career in in the sense that it is, it's been a roller coaster. It was like kind of overlooked and kind of like, nah, whatever to very high highs to like Cy Young candidacy highs and then just like around the same time that sticky substance got heavily monitored and banned his velocity dropped and his production dropped a little bit but now he's kind of finding a groove again where he he's topping out at like 89 miles an hour 90 miles an hour uh but is still giving you like a like a three 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 four I think his ERA after giving up five runs to us today is now three five or just over three five so giving you you know an ERA around there a sub three five ish ERA um I don't know just a really really weird career and he's still got nice stuff like he he really does um I just think it's an adjustment period with him after all of the the hard ban on all that stuff but i mean he had 16 whiffs and uh and, and a csw of 30 percent in this game so it's not like he was completely like we, we didn't just rock him uh we, this, this was a game that was kind of a we had the the two runs in the second and then after that it was kind of a slow burn there until the fifth when when it kind of exploded and, and everybody was able to get on base so um really really impressed by the by the by the guys to to get on top of Shane Bieber because he's another guy you know we talk about Tiger Killers and and I almost I I think that Tiger Killer is kind of overused at this point like if anybody has like like hits a home run against the Tigers in Comerica Park it's like oh my goodness Tiger Killer like that's just like thrown around like crazy now Bieber's a guy that for his career numbers might not be like you know zero ERA against the Tigers or in Comerica or anything, uh, but but he's a guy that was just the the focal point of that era of of Cleveland baseball that just beat you every single game. Right, one of the longest team versus team losing streaks in the history of Major League Baseball, infamously. Uh, was when Cleveland, we didn't beat Cleveland for like a, whatever, a season and a half or whatever it was. Um, just ridiculous. So 
he and and again he was just like the ace for that team and so like that's what my my brain always goes to actually it happened twice we went on huge losing losing streaks against cleveland um so the most recent one i guess so that's just where my brain always goes when i think of shane bieber i'm like oh like that's a cleveland team that i did not like facing because it was pretty much a guaranteed loss there for for a solid year and a half or two years um so really impressed by the offense to be able to get out on the front foot there and and really attack uh, the offense as a whole for this one. Two extra base hits, eight runs. Still not a very high number, and only one of them was a home run, um, and that was the Cody Clemens solo shot late. So even if you take that away, that's still you know one extra base hit and then seven runs. Um, the Tigers had nine hits, eight runs. Nine hits, eight runs. They had one, two, three, four walks. So that's 13 base runners, eight runs. That's a ridiculous, that's insane. To have 13 base runners, almost all of them singles, and to still be able to put up eight runs is actually somewhat unbelievable. That That's, that's remarkable. So it's a very impressive thing. It's certainly not something that's going to happen. Uh, too terribly often but it's wildly impressive the reason that they were still able to score runs a couple of stolen bases in there Cody Clemens looked fantastic today uh, and, and really mm, he, he had the one uh, throwing error that so I guess I shouldn't say in all facets of the game but at the plate I thought he put together some solid at bats uh, and then on the base pass I thought he looked really good and they were kind of worried about him they were throwing over consistently throughout the game uh, I, I was really impressed with with Cody um, on the off- offensive side of the ball. Tucker Barnhart finally has a, a really, really solid game. He goes one for two with two walks, reached base three times in a day. Uh, awesome to see that. His OPS is now up to almost 540, getting up there. Torkelson had a single couple of strikeouts in this one and not surprisingly a ground ball to the left side of the infield. Willie Castro uh, goes over. He was the only player that took an at bat for the Tigers today that didn't record a hit. Yeah. Only one. So that's obviously not a title you want to hold when everybody else was getting hits, but uh, very cool just to see the the hit parade. And that is why this was able to work because the, it was not isolated singles. Even though there was a, still a lack of extra base hits, as there always is with this team, uh, they, they were not isolated and they were very much spread out. And they were able to keep the line moving consistently, had a couple of walks missed in there, had a couple of stolen bases mixed in there. And the fact that everybody evenly all got a hit like everybody went one for except for Cody had two hits like straight up that's that's insane you had nine hits as a team and eight people had hits <laughs> that that's unheard of that that's that's it. pretty pretty remarkable like i said so uh that is why this offense was able to work and that is something that is certainly far from sustainable and that is why I, I don't think too many people are like rushing to be like, oh, like the Tigers are are so back and like this is like we're we're back again and this is great. There all the problems on offense that have been there all year are, are still very much prevalent and very much here and, and are not solved. 
and are not gone and are not going anywhere. So be 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 wary. Have fun. Never never don't enjoy a win. Always enjoy a win. Um, because it's very hard to win at the major league level. And, and Lord knows we have not seen too many wins over the last half a decade. But just tread, tread, uh, tread lightly. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, let's get into uh, the rest of the game, uh, the pitching, etc. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond's shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is truly one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget so make your moment sparkle with jewelry from bluenile.com and locked on tigers listeners are getting 50 dollars off of purchases 500 or more this podcast exclusive includes engagement you can use code locked on that's code locked on plus every order is insured it ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside so you can shop stress-free find your forever peace at bluenile.com today All right, everybody, we are back here for our second segment at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every single day. Um, so the offense was really solid. And like I said, pretty much everybody had, had one hit. Riley Green, one for five. Javi Baez, one for three, with a walk, by the way. Uh, Robbie Grossman, one for four. Miguel Cabrera, one for three, with a sack fly. Three RBIs for Miguel Cabrera. It is unbelievable how clutch he is it, it's it's in it's i i can't even think of the word i want to use to describe it it is it, it is remarkable and at his age there there is no power and it, it's just it's all singles and every single time there's a runner in scoring position and miguel cabrera is at the plate that dude is scoring that that dude is scoring that it's gonna happen and there's some weak sack flies, and there's some some singles that that get through the infield on the ground, and and whatever. But I'll be darned if they are not scoring at a very impressive clip still. So, just shout out to Miggy, the goat, the absolute goat. Ugh. I'm just reminiscing now. Miguel Cabrera, the dog. Uh, Jonathan Scope with one hit. Cody Clemens, we already talked about. He went two for three. He looked really solid. Spencer Torkelson, one for four. Tucker Barnard, one for two. Everybody just decided they want to have one hit, and we want to just keep this line moving, and we're just going to string a lot of hits and walks together all in a row, uh, and, and it's going to lead to eight total runs. And that's, like, cool and fun and, like, kind of a neat little thing. Um Again, my problem with the offense just lies in the fact that it's still mm, sustainability is in question. That's all I'm trying to say. Let's get to the pitching side of things. Michael Pineda started this game, his second start back from the injury. Um, 83 pitches, 
five innings, five hits, two earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts. Uh, he had only four whiffs and a CSW percentage called strikes plus whiffs of 23%, which is rather low. That is less than a quarter of his pitches were either a called strike or a swinging strike. Average exit velocity was also over 93 miles an hour. Um, it, it was certainly not the, the best Michael Pineda performance uh, we've ever seen or will ever see. Um, the two walks is really what gets me more than anything uh, because as proven, he's going to fill the strike zone. Mike, that is, we've talked about Michael Pineda a, a, a plethora of times, right? He is going to fill up the strike zone. He's not going to miss a ton of bats, but he's going to challenge hitters, and you are going to have to be forced to beat him. He is going to give you an opportunity to beat him, and it's up to you and the offense that that is in the batter's box that day on whether they do, in fact, beat him or not. And he is going to fill up the strike zone and, and whatnot. So the two walks is a little like, really? Like, do we really have to go through that? But um, the rest of it is pretty on par. A lot of hard-hit balls. Again, this is only his second start back as well. Um, but a, a, a lot of hard-hit balls, a lot of contact being made. 13 foul balls and 16 balls in play for Michael Pineda. Almost 30 uh, hit balls in total in this game for him. Um, and, and that's expected in only five innings of work that that's kind of expected when Michael Pineda takes the bump and uh, he only gave up two runs and that's all that matters at the end of the day. And that's the, the Michael Pineda starts that we're going to get. We're going to get, here you go. The ball is going to be in the strike zone. If you do something with it, congratulations, tip the cap. You win the game that day. If you don't, you're only going to score two runs in five innings and, and you're going to give your opponent a chance to win. And that's exactly what happened today. So um, three, six, two ERA in the year for Michael Pineda. That's obviously fantastic for uh, the role that he's being asked to fill. We will gladly take it. Alex Lang then first out of the pen. I cannot stress enough how much I adore Alex Lang being the first person out of the pen. I feel like first out of the pen is like this new role now that is kind of being born right in front of our eyes where for so many years it was starter goes as late as possible. If starter can get to the, through the seventh, then you have your eighth inning set up. You have your ninth inning closer, bada bing, bada boom. Then it became, you know, some teams had a seventh, eighth, the ninth inning guy, or some get teams had uh, two setup guys, two eighth inning guys, whatever. But now you're starting to see a lot of teams go to like their second best or even sometimes their best reliever first out of the pen. And most teams still will, for the most part, save their best reliever for the high leverage situation in the eighth or ninth inning. But you're, you're starting to see maybe a team's second best reliever be the first team out of the pen. And I love this move. I absolutely love it. From a strategic standpoint, bringing in one of your – and, you know, we can argue until we're blue in the face if Alex Lang is the second best or the best or third best, whatever reliever in this bullpen. But um, the fact of the matter is he, he's not, like, the fourth best. And, you know, he, he's somewhere in that mix and in that conversation for best reliever on the year. He's not 
not the fourth or the fifth or the sixth best. And the fact that he's cons- pretty consistently this year been an option in like the fifth, sixth inning. Um, I-, I just, I love it. I think from a strategic standpoint to bring in a guy right after the starter that you know can go one, two, three, and then kind of bridge you into the back part of the game where then you have all your, you know, your, your big, like highest leverage situation guy. And then your other like hard throwers, maybe um, I, I, I just, I really, really like um, going to one of your better relievers first out of the pen. And so it's really, really cool to see Alex Lang uh, continue. And, you know, he, he will certainly continue to grow and he will get and has had this year, his, late leverage like high his late game high leverage situation moments and and his seventh eighth and ninth inning moments for sure that that has all happened and and he totally deserves that as well um but when we have everybody rested and and can throw it's just kind of cool to see alex lang first out of the pen i really like that strategy and i i've been a huge fan of it so he looked fantastic as he has did give up the one hit but struck out two stuff looks fantastic one more scoreless outing away from getting that ERA back to a sub two. Uh, had three whiffs in 15 pitches. He is simply the man. Uh, Michael Fulmer pitched in this one as well. A little bit of command issues for Michael Fulmer. I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, the, the final numbers were all still good. Still didn't give up a run. One inning, one hit, no runs, one walk, one strikeout. Um, but some command issues, and this is something we've seen with Fulmer every once in a while, but at the end of the day, he still throws that slider cutter thingy really, really well, and it's a fantastic pitch, and he throws it pretty much exclusively almost, Um, and it's an awesome pitch, and I very much enjoy it, and everyone should, and it's located really well a majority of the time. Today, it just wasn't. That's all. No big deal. And Andrew Chafin then pitched. Chafin, uh, I thought, looked really, really good. It was an interesting performance from Chafin because uh, we, we he didn't have very much swing and miss stuff, but the velocity was just, like, out of nowhere, crazy, way higher. Like, where everybody was like, what is happening? Why is Andrew Chafin just, like, consistently pumping, you know, almost 95 right now on his sinker and, like, 90, almost 94 on his four scene, like that's, that's high for him. Uh, so that was cool to see. That was awesome. I, I was, I was pumped about it, uh, but definitely something a little bit weird. Uh, we will get into the rest of the bullpen. We got a Will Vest return and, and uh, the rest of kind of news and notes from around the team. But first I got to tell y'all about our friends over at bet online, but online.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest, Sorry, find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. But online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Uh, Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Uh, okay, 
So really quickly, we'll just do roster moves right now before we get into the end of um, the game recap. And because I think they're directly kind of correlated to each other. Um, So Will Vest was obviously back, as we will talk about. He pitched the ninth inning and Willie Peralta would go to the IL, unfortunately. Um hamstring some or other strain i think was the exact word they said he's going to the 15 day will vest poor dude gets on a plane goes to omaha and takes two steps off the plane and then is immediately like before he can even leave the airport told to come back to detroit and just hop on a plane again and come right back uh so that is that is will vest and he did pitch in this one and uh he he looked he looked pretty solid the other roster move is, well, roster move. Austin Meadows uh, is officially began his injury rehab assignment with AAA Toledo. That is obviously great news. You know, and I'm definitely going to tweet this out when it finally happens, um, but it hasn't happened yet. It's just weird to think, and this is not an excuse whatsoever. And I, and I know, I know. For a fact that even with me saying right now that it's not an excuse, somebody is, is going to yell at me for making excuses still. This team has not yet played a single game with the intended opening day lineup. They, they, they haven't. They haven't played a single game yet. Riley Green and, and Austin Meadows haven't both been healthy at the same time. We had all the other injuries earlier in the year. Uh, we, we have not technically played a game with the intended fully healthy lineup on that level, like going into opening day that was supposed to be the opening day lineup. We, we have not played uh, a single game with that yet, and we're almost at the all-star break. So not an excuse. The offense has been brutal. And they deserve all the heat they get. And it's the reason that we're in such a deep hole already by by July. But it will be just fun to watch and, and very interesting to see how the team performs when Meadows is back. And we do have actually our real lineup that was supposed to be our lineup on opening day. Uh, hopefully, knock on wood, for uh, a significant amount of time in the second half of the season. So that'll be nice. Uh, he is starting his rehab assignment. The other one is, uh, well, I guess, let me think. What would you think the intended opening day outfield was supposed to look like? Do you think it was supposed to be Grossman, Green, Meadows? Because I think that's what it was supposed to be. And I think Badu was supposed to be more of a fourth outfielder this year after the Meadows trade. Well, after the Meadows trade was after Green got hurt. So it was supposed to be like, you know what I mean? Um, but Green and, and Meadows and everybody healthy, that that hasn't happened yet. And so Badu is, is crushing the ball in Toledo lately. He has been absolutely just... And, and the, the cool thing is, He's been in really well, specifically against lefties down there over the last couple of weeks, too. Uh, he's an absolute joy to watch at the play right now. If you can watch Akil Badu take at-bats in Toledo, I highly recommend it. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on, too, is is how close is he to getting back on the roster uh, for who? 
Uh, that that's Willie Castro. I think is probably the easy answer. He's not even an infielder at this point anymore. Willie Castro pretty much only plays corner outfield. So you'd just be replacing a corner outfielder with a corner outfielder. And Willie Castro, look, uh, for a, a little bit there, he was the only dude on the team getting hits. Uh, I was okay with putting him in the lineup. Uh, we're at a point now where where his numbers on the year are are just not very good. Um, they, they never were really that good. It's just in comparison to the rest of the team, I guess, like I said, for a couple of weeks there, uh, you, you could definitely justify putting him in the lineup. But I think if Badu was to return, it would be at the expense of Willie Castro. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, I would expect that keel back relatively soon. Uh, if they don't do it before the all-star break, maybe like during like calling him up and then rearranging everything during the all-star break might be the chance to, to do that. We have a double header really quickly after the all-star break too. We have three double headers in the month of July because, you know, I don't know, forget Detroit. Apparently um, that's yeah, that's ridiculous. But anyway, so keep an eye out for Badu. Uh, keep an eye out for Austin Meadows and Oh, I guess we can finish. Will Vest looked pretty solid in in his first game, quote unquote, back. Um, he, I thought there was still some command stuff that could have been tightened up and and been a little better, especially on the slider. There was a couple of moments the the velocity on the slider was was significantly up, and it was something that you know you notice at the ballpark. But um, besides. The velocity, I thought the command for the slider still got away from him a little bit, but he didn't throw it too terribly often. It was mostly a fastball game for him. Um, he, he was solid. And then for a guy that, you know, he has a 3-3 ERA now, the only reason he got sent down is because we didn't really have a spot for him and he had been struggling lately. So that that just kind of had to be the the, the sacrificial lamb there. But, um, yeah, solid outing. And a very, very impressive four-game sweep for your Detroit Tigers over the Cleveland Guardians. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That'll do it for me. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Let's go. Let's go beat uh, Chicago, baby. Let's go beat Chicago game one tomorrow. Head into the weekend. Uh, with a chance to take another series from another team that's higher than you in the standings. Can't ask for too much better than that. NHL draft Thursday as well. If you're a Red Wings fan, keep an eye out. Locked on Red Wings. Brian and I will be there. It'll be super fun. Um, I think that's all I got. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.